going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back again. UK outside is open again. So, you know, we are kind of with a smallish, smallish cast today, but you already know the show must go on, man. I'm with Arsenal fan Monya and Tosin. How you going? Are you doing, guys? Yeah, man. Made it, made it. Active, my brother. Outside is open, but I've got time for the pod. Of course, man. And obviously, yeah, man, my fellow local local, fan, Kenna is active as well. Yo, I had to show face, man. Despite my club letting me down, I'm here. Mm. And of course, Mr. YZ and his Chelsea. Yeah, I'm not I'm not missing this pod after the week we had, to put it that way. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's start, let's start with the with the elephant in the room, man. Um, bit of a break, bit of a breaking news that, that just happened a couple of hours ago about the breakaway European Super League that um that the press has released upon us. Um Kenner, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, basically, this is a, something that's been brewing for at least the last couple of months where the top elite clubs across the world are looking to create their own independent league of where they'll be handed, I think it's 350 million euros each to compete in a, in a kind of a round-robin tournament of where they basically all play each other, but then it goes into a knockout and then final um, format. So... It's kind of all of the big clubs, the big six in in the UK, uh, your Bayern Munich, PSG, Dortmund, and your big clubs in Syria. So I uh, know Bayern but, Munich, Bayern Munich are not active. Yeah, what are the so, no, no, going to happen no, to like Champions League? Offered, How does it work? Yeah, mm. they were offered. They were um, offered, yeah. And then it, it stayed quiet for the last, I would say, what four to six weeks? Mm. Not even even less, because I remember in the new year it came back up. But then nothing was kind of said and it quietened down. But then today it's just exploded and it seems like uh, Madrid, Liverpool, United, um, they're the ones kind of leading leading the way of where I think they've said Florentino Perez and J.W. Henry and the Glazers, they're the leaders of this, of course. Mm. So it all seems like money driven, but uh, it's... Let me... I, let I don't me... know what... Let me put some clarity in yeah, regards but... to the clubs that 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 have that are fully on this thing. So basically, the top six in 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 England, so United, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Spurs, and then in the top three in Spain, Atletico, the two Madrid teams, and Barcelona, and then the top two in the top three actually in um Serie Italy, Serie A. So Internazionale, AC Milan, and Juve, and um, like Kenna said, PSG and Bayern Munich were also offered. But they, um, yeah, they declined in the end. What do people think about it? Is it good for football, bad for football? What do you think? I think this is just a gigantic money grab. I yeah. hate this with every sign you in my body when mm-hmm. it comes yeah. to football. Co-sign that. Co-sign that. Yeah, it's just a case of these clubs being so money desperate and so paranoid as well. Because these clubs that we've listed are guaranteed to get in, right, to this competition that they're going to hold. And then because they're so generous and so kind and caring to the rest of football, they're going to give out five spots every year to certain clubs that they choose. But they don't get any of the money pot that goes in. They just get the opportunity to play with the big boys every year, which is really kind of them, of course. Really, really nice. 
it's fucking dreadful. I can't just, I can't put it in words how much I hate this. And it's the fact that it includes my club as well. It's just a case of them being scared to actually compete and scared that the Burnleys of the world and the Fulhams might actually upset them. It's just do you, pathetic. Do you not, do you not think, because I'm kind of on the other side of this, Um, do you not think that the the news of this breakaway European Super League is coinciding with the changing format of the Champions League. And have you have you read up on that as well? Because that may be a reason why the elite teams are thinking. No, I, I think not. the other way. I think the uh, UEFA were reactive of where, when, like you said before, um, this started bubbling probably back into the year, the, the conversation. So it, to me, it seems like they've kind of not panicked, but reacted and thought, okay, Let's change up a little bit. Let's freshen it up. And they thought that would be enough. Clearly not. <laughs> Just because I think they've gathered so much momentum, the European Super League, they've got so much money behind them. Mm. And then now it's kind of, okay, um, they're kind of managing it. And everyone's seen the, the statements from um, the government, the Premier League, of where I think they're kind of panicking and seeing this could be massive, absolutely yes, massive. Yeah, because there's now there's now intent, and there's a, there's a statement from clubs or whoever, or whoever the Real Madrid, whoever, coming in a few hours as well, confirming this. I'm I'm very intrigued to see that one, to be honest. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, throughout the history of football, yeah, competitions have changed. Competitions have changed for the benefit of the financial gain for UEFA as well. Like in regards to think about the Nations League, think about even the Champions League in 1992. Think about the prim, the Division One, the breakaway, the Premier League. Think about the new the new Europa League that's coming up. So but you these have always doing had thing as well as a money grab as well. But these have me? always had a, a governing body of some sort. This is to me, to me anyway quite commercial, and like Jake said. Is a complete money grab of where the, the elite elite but owners everything is a money grab. Everything is a money grab, bro. Everything. Oh, no, no, the Premier just, League is a money grab. Main difference to me and the ones that you've just listed, Drew, is the fact there's no threat of relegation. These clubs are purely making this competition to insulate themselves, to guarantee their spot at the highest table. I I get the fact that you're never going to see Chelsea or United or City or Liverpool get relegated these days. But this just literally guarantees they never even have to bother to try. Like they could just stay as long as they increase their commercial acumen, as long as they maintain their social media presence. They don't actually have to bother with their on-field product that much anymore. Like it's just a sense of pride. And to be clear, this is a breakaway from the Champions League, so not the domestic league. So, but 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 to compete in their domestic leagues. But the leagues have come out and said anyone who tries to break away is. Is Bro, under but, threat of basically being kicked out because you, you know that's about, cap though. But that's no, cap. no, 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 no. No, but think about it. What will be the point of them playing in a league if they don't get it, when they finish in the top four? They don't get to go to the Champions League. Where do they go? It's it's actually it doesn't work. It, it's either this league has to be ingrained and part of the overall football calendar, or it cannot exist. Yeah, imagine that's, the that's top four. That's true. That's imagine, true. Imagine the top four finishing the top four, and then. The Champions League spots go to people who finish uh, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. How does that work, bro? Yeah, I don't get the calendar for this as well. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I think that, maybe, maybe the powerhouses are forcing UEFA, FIFA to rethink their 
we've got we've got as well. Sorry, Andy, we've got um, the cup. So the country competition as well. You've got your qualifiers. Like, I feel like they're slightly overworking the players, man. Just like trying to, they're not they're not machines, but I want to see what the players think about this as well because obviously you, we've not had any actual active player comment, but I'd be interested to hear what they feel about this. Bro, um, they don't, they don't go care. on. You think they don't care? Not like that, man. They can't, bro. They get paid. That's, that's, they get paid, man. Oh, they have a life as well, you know. You're not gonna need... I don't. Th- I don't think it will be an extra game. I think it would replace the games. So where they would play yeah, the Champions League, that's when yep. they would play. So it wouldn't be an extra kind of thing. Yep. Like the Nations League. Munya, Munya, have you not heard um, what they're saying as well? Of where basically, let's say if you get kicked out of the league and you just play in this uh, European Super League, they're basically saying, okay, anyone or any player who starts to almost play in this league, they won't be able to play for their countries. So this is where um, UEFA, FIFA and the leagues, they're playing their, their power play of, you see that you play in the league, but if you do, you're not going to be able to represent your country in FIFA or UEFA tournaments. Now, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's um, the bookie one. That is yeah. the bookie one. Because we all know international football is boring, but it is a case of like, it's a source of pride, isn't it? Especially for mm. like a young player, like you dream of playing for your country. So yeah. are you going to see these proper mercenaries go out and really <laughs> transition or are they going to say we have the World Cup man like we can't like the World Cup ah, yeah that, 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 that's a major plot twist and also for the fans though um, I must have seen somewhere obviously this is all on Twitter so who knows if these sources are true they are saying for fans like um, it's a money thing because they're saying £100 per, per per ticket £100 for a ticket like that, that's insane Mm. Um, and then TV rights is another um, question. Who's gonna Who's gonna have the rights to broadcast this? Some people are saying that it could people be for the bag, boy. Don't worry. That Sky, that same Sky that was asking people to pay per view, they'll throw the bag at this if it goes through. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind these people, man. Like, bro, look, if it happens, <laughs> g- fine. If it doesn't happen, I'm fine with that as well. That's that's where I stand with this. But the next couple of days will be will certainly be interesting, man, for sure. Let's see how this will pan out, man. But yeah, let's 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 start with the shits, man. Because obviously, um, Champions League, Europa League conclusions in regards to the quarterfinals, and for some people, the FA Cup semi-finals have been played as well. So let me start with Jake and his beloved Chelsea, man. After a tough two games versus Porto, you you eventually secured a Champions League semi-final spot versus Real Madrid, and also got into the final of the FA Cup after beating City 1-0. So, obviously, after West Ham losing to Newcastle, Chelsea are now in the driving seat for that fourth and possibly the third spot. So, yeah, Jake, um, at the yeah. business end of the season, bro, how, how excited are you? I cannot remember a time, and this is for all my time supporting Chelsea, where I have been that happy having played two games, only scoring one goal. Like, we were fantastic this week like port the porto game porto offered nothing like they that was one of the most boring games i've ever watched in my life and i sat for a whole year of that so-called sorry ball like it was a joke how bad porto were they wanted to press but they just had no creative spark nothing and we just didn't commit any men which is fair enough because we had no reason to but that was such an easy game for us, I thought, really. I mean, that it took a moment of absolute wonder from Taremi in the last minute of extra time to get a goal back. But even then, there was just there was no tension. 
against Porto. I, I felt from minute one we were going through because they just, like I say, offered nothing. And then the City game, I can't remember for a long time since maybe Pep's first year, where City were just so dull. They were, City, again, like, I get we played really well, but it very much looked like if they De Bruyne not wasn't going to do it, no mm. one was going to do it. And De Bruyne got marked out of the game by Jorginho, who was my man of the match. Like, he did nothing until he came off. Foden offered a little bit, but... Again, Chelsea always looked in control. Like it is, it's crazy mm. how how much we've developed. Like fair play, like I when Tuchel first came in, I wasn't that sure on him. Obviously, I need to eat my words on that because he's just been nothing but impressive. <laughs> and this week just summed it up: the fact that we just took our chances and managed the game so expertly, both of them. Yeah, it's weird, you know it. It really reminded me of um, the semi-final against Arsenal last year. Like, I mean, I'd definitely say City probably went into the game as favourites, you know, but it definitely didn't go as you thought, really. I mean, I thought Chelsea were the better team, more or less, from the start, really. And yeah, they were they were very um, well worth their victory. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Fully deserved. Yeah, I mean, what was it? It was So we won 1-0, but then we had the goal in the... Well, the ball in the net two other times from slight offsides. Both were correct calls. Like it wasn't a case of they were controversial or anything. But I mean, City's best opportunity was what that Diaz header from the corner where he just skied it. Mm. Apart from that, they didn't even really create that much. I mean, you know, you've got the Sterling a good one where he skied it as well. Yeah, like, that could have been a good chance if he squared it to what's his name, their left back. I forgot his name. Uh, what Mendy? Mendy, yeah. Oh, that Mendy, by the way, he is shit. He let Ziyech run past him so many times. Honestly, that you know the Ziyech one on one where he missed it. Mendy saw the ball coming over the top and just jogged it was in. Chilling. Yeah, he did not. He, he did not think of moving whatsoever. <laughs> he, he is so so. Yeah, bad. it just for me. It just looked like City. They yeah, they didn't even yeah, they didn't. They looked lethargic, man. They didn't really bother. It looked like Chelsea wanted it more. Let's put it that way. And City. Yeah. You know, they're probably just thinking about the league and uh, and Champions League, I guess. But No, fair play to Chelsea, man, because this is what? Back-to-back semi-finals, back-to-back FA Cup finals. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Jake, I don't know, and I don't hear what you guys think as well. It just makes me think, is there much of a difference between this and Lampard? Because Lampard got them to the semis and the finals. So, like, I, I, I find it hard to be like, oh, praising Tuchel because this is... Monia. Yeah, this is what I was saying yesterday of, okay, I think um, stylistically and let's say on the pitch, they seem better coached 100%. However, the praises should wait up until when it's all said and done because Mm -hmm. realistically, we look at the league, they're not guaranteed top four. They could finish fifth, right? Champions League, they could go out in the semifinals. That's being realistic. They could. And then FA Cup, they could lose the final. Hold on, let me pause you there, Kenna, because that was my next question from you. Basically, uh-huh. like from now until the end of the season, what is uh-huh. the minimum two shell has to do for this season not to end in a flop? If if it can't end in a top flop, four, top four, the basic the basic minimum because winning FA Cup without Champions League without uh, top four means nothing. However, they almost not the cop out, but the other way is winning the Champions League. Winning the Champions League, it doesn't matter where you finish in the league. <laughs> if you get yeah. that done, that's that's outstanding. Whatever happens, so. Champions League one way or another and anything else is almost not a bonus but, but so you're, you're basically saying shout out to Shell but let's 
collective. That's where, we... Yeah, collective because like like exactly what Munya said, bro. Lampard did top four um, and was it fi- well. an FA Cup final? So mm. are, are we gonna praise a man for for doing exactly what Lampard did? Not mm. really. Not really. Jake, what what do you think? I I get that. I get that. I think the difference is because people love to hate on Lampard. Like it's <laughs> a fun thing to do, and I, I'm always defending him because if you look at his Chelsea career outside of two poor months, he was fantastic for us. Like especially with that squad, I can't, I cannot harp on about that enough about how our squad last season should was not top four worthy, and yet mm. we got dragged there. So I got, like you got to give him props for that. And then I get where it's come from. I think it is just like kind of says just sty- stylistically, it just looks so straight. Like not strange, but I haven't seen this much control from a Chelsea team since I would say Mourinho's third title when if people remember we got absolutely twatted by Spurs and Harry Kane from like 5-2, 5-3 in late December and then from January onwards Mourinho went back to form instead of letting us be free-throwing and scoring just constant defensive like 1-0, 2-0, So I think it is very nice to see like it is great to see how we are playing. I do want us to see it score more goals but we're going to have to see how it goes. I am excited for the rest of the season, which when Tuchel first came in, I wasn't. I thought it was going to be a drag. And the turnaround that he has shown is fantastic. But I, I agree with Ken in the sense that if we finish fifth, don't win the FA Cup, don't win the Champions League. It's not all for nothing, but it's not enough. Mm. Mm. All right. So obviously Tuesday, you got um, a home game v Brighton. Um, obviously a tough team to play against. Um, top four is in your hands now. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you expect in that game? Um, oh, that game, yeah, we should win. Like Brighton are a tough team. They're what are they, the XG fans, where they constantly <laughs> seem to not finish their chances. I mean, we should be winning that game. Like we're both going to probably play three, well, three slash five at the back. So I think it'll be a game for someone like Hudson Adoy, like the Palace game, where he's going to probably have that little bit of space. But it's going to be like I enjoy playing Brighton because they actually want to play football. Yeah, they, they don't. Know, they don't camp. They, yeah, they don't camp. They don't just hit it upfield. They do try to pass it out the back. They do. They do have nice little plays, intricacies, those little movements. They just need a striker to finish their chances, and they'd be golden. Whereas instead, they're right now what sixteenth, but in a relegation fight now. Mm. They're below Newcastle, which is crazy. Yeah, I would say. I would say. Brighton and Fulham, they they play good football, man. They don't deserve to be there based on their based on what they do on the pitch at all. But you know, you gotta finish your chances and defend well as well. It's what yeah. they're not doing at times. But that's yeah, shout out Chelsea, man. Good good things, good things on the horizon as well. Let's get over to my beloved Liverpool. Um, because whatever happened in midweek. Uh, <laughs> Even forget midweek, man. Even in the, the two ties v Real Madrid was unacceptable. But obviously, there were two complete different types of performances. But yet, both times we flattered to deceive. Um, Kenna, um, obviously, again, much, a much better performance at Anfield. But we failed to find the net after having at least two to three clear-cut chances. Um, in your opinion, what went wrong without laying blame on Salah too much? <laughs> I think it, it, it typified our season, to be honest, or a majority of the season of where 
we, we just had no cutting edge in the end. We didn't take the chances we made. But, however, people know I've been highly critical of Klopp and the team, especially the last few months. However, I think Klopp played it almost perfectly from a coaching point of view of where we started off brilliantly. That's probably the best 30 minutes I've seen us have for maybe two years. Honestly, that's that's how good I thought we started. But mm. we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net of where, yeah, Salah should have took that one in the first 90 seconds, I think it was. Um, Firmino had a chance. Wijnaldum had a chance. Mane had a chance of where really, really, on another day or when all of them are firing, we should have been like 2-3-0 up at half-time. Never mind yeah. the whole game. Definitely 2-0 up, man. Sure. Yeah. But then I think after that that 30 minute spell we couldn't let we couldn't I don't think we created much after that and Madrid were comfortable yeah. <laughs> that was almost like Zidane doesn't get enough praise for his coaching but that last almost 60 minutes they just absolutely um, killed off the game mm. they, they managed it magnificently Casemiro Cruz and Modric again um, the whole back four were outstanding um, yeah uh, yeah for me like I, I, I was talking to you about it as well. For me, I think it was shameful on our part, man. Like we 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 are complaining about our like our team and our injuries, etc. But if you look at Madrid's Champions League squads for both both those games, it was equally as poor. And the fact that we couldn't that we couldn't like hurt them like properly that's what that's what upset me. And obviously, I know that's not. You know, um, yeah, it typifies our season. That's not really Liverpool of the old or of the past two years, three years. But that was poor, man. I think we should have got the job done, personally. But then the thing is, is I was thinking of where where do we almost go from here? Of where the last at least three and a half, four years, we've had like a formula of opening teams up. We've been known for being gung ho and being able to create chances and score goals at will. Mm. And especially the last few months, we struggled. And pff, it's almost one of them. I know there's haters on um, on Salah, especially. on He doesn't, let's say, it takes him four chances to score one. But in the same breath, oh. he's our top goal scorer. But that and, first one, Ken, uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. No, no, no. Bread and butter. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. 100% he should have scored. Like, I, I'm not even, um, what's the right word, uh, com- contesting that. But in the same breath, like I, I asked people, without Mo Salah this season, where would Liverpool? We think it's yeah. bad and it's terrible where we're at yeah. at the minute. But think about, I think he's got twenty-eight goals all comps, bro. Yeah, 28, twenty-eight goal all comps. Without him, we would be in the gutter. Hmm. But yeah, we should have gone through. And still, I agree with Andy of where looking at Madrid before the uh, the draw, and especially we even got a reprieve of Novaran and Ramos. Exactly, we exactly. We, we should have never run either. It's, yeah. it's shameful for me. Um, yeah. Jake, were you somewhat surprised that Liverpool did not get the job done versus Madrid, or do you think that we left ourselves we left ourselves too much to do after the first leg? No, I, there was a sense of Liverpool comeback. I think watching it, like you say, that Salah chance. Like, I'm not going to blame Salah because I agree with Kenner. I think. Salah's not the one deserving of blame here. Yes, he misses a chance, but he's a striker. Strikers are going to miss chances. If you're going to blame people for how Liverpool season's gone, you blame Firmino and Mane, Mane who yeah. haven't Facts. turned up. Facts. So I think for me, it's not a case of I didn't see it happening, but once you saw that chance happening, it was just, I just immediately went, right, it's not going to happen. Like, mm. just if that went in, 
what was it, three minutes into the game? We would have given them four, 100%. That was a whole different ball game there. And then you just, as soon as it left it in that initial barrage, Madrid were able to hold out. They just did what that midfield is built to do and manage that game. Like, Mm. getting the ball off Cruz Modric and Casemiro is hard enough as it is. But when you're constantly chasing them and they can just manipulate you out of those positions and get the ball out of the way and they have no reason to attack themselves, like it just played into their hands beautifully. Like I say, if Liverpool were able to get that early goal, completely different ball game. So I wasn't surprised that Liverpool weren't able to manage it because going down 3-1 like against a team like Madrid from the first leg, you're always going to struggle. Mm. But you try, like you gave it a good shot. It was we just did. a case of, at the end of the day, it's unfortunate, but you didn't take your chances that you should have. initially and then once that happened we even gave like Vinicius a name for like a week like (laughs) he's been been not poor but he's been like he's not great expectations yeah he's not great wasn't he that Benzema said not to pass to him yeah come on man Andy do you know um, what else is funny the last point for me is it's the that game as well in captured almost Trent Alexander-Arnold in a tee of where the first leg, especially the first half, awful. Mm. Absolutely terrible. Then the second leg, my God. To me, 100% the best player on the pitch. When 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 Trent he has was, a magnificent game, no one says a word of where he pocketed Vinicius. Like, it's, it's two completely, you'd, you'd say they were two completely different players of where I can't was, remember it Vinicius. Was a, it was a happy. great game defensively from him. Attacking, That's what I mean. He didn't, he didn't really go forward, yeah. No, 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 no. He, he was he created the most chances on the pitch. See, that's that's what you expect of Trent. You you thought that's normal, right? He created the most chances on the pitch. I think it was three chances created, mm. like six successful crosses, um, great defending. No one went past him. It was a as good of a right back performance without assisting and scoring as you can get. But mm. you won't hear anything. But it's frustrating, man. It was so I, frustrating. I think that cannot. I thought Nat Phillips had a really good game as well. Oh, I, I like him. And I've, I've been t- t- saying this for a while of where, <laughs> to me, in my opinion, I don't think we should sign Kabak because since Phillips has come in, I can probably name you one goal he's been at fault at, which was <laughs> 50-50 last week when uh, Vinicius took that um, his goal. But that was more Trent than him. Other than that, I've been really impressed with Phillips. Really, really impressed for a, a local yeah. lad, I think he's 24 years old. To me, it, it looked like he didn't look out of place. That's the biggest compliment I can give him. So, yeah. He's definitely worth a squad place in yours. Yeah. 100%, especially if, because you're still going for Canate, aren't you? From like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I know he's had one major injury, and then people have already assumed he's injury prone. Uh-huh. But you could have easily have him as your backup for both Canate or Van Dyke. And for Gomez, so Van Dijk, obviously, depending on his recovery, and Gomez, who I think we can class as injury prone now. Yeah, I just, I just think, I just, I don't agree, man. I thought Kaibak was better than um, um, Phillips in that Madrid game in the second, in the second leg. And I'm not Kaibak's biggest fan, but I thought Kaibak was the one that won all his challenges and that didn't really let any. But so does Phillips. In. No, but think... Phillips, no, no. There was one chance when Benzema got in, and that was on Phillips' side. Like he, I don't know if you remember when Benzema nearly bagged. And oh, when he hit was, the post. Yeah, but that was that was that's a cross. Uh, Come on, man. I, I get what you mean, but I, I really liked 
to me, there's no. But his performance, yeah, his performance was good. He controlled, he controlled Benzema well. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't so, know. Uh, just, just a final one. So you'd rather, for example, pay twenty million pound for fit for Kabak rather than keep Philip. There's not def- twenty def- million pound difference nah, in my, in my eyes. No, nah, they're so, not. They're not that at all. Um, yeah. But I think with Kabak, he with the high line, he is is better to have Kabak than Phillips with the way we play with our defense. Yeah, man. Yeah, but oh, we need that top I, four, man. We have. Let to me get stay with you, four. man. Um, obviously, we got Entertainment FC. Um, Leeds away in the Premier League tomorrow. Obviously, it's important for us to pick up the three points. Uh, what What are you expecting? This can be a tricky game, man. This is tough, man. It's almost. I, I don't think it's uh, what I expect from Liverpool. No one ever knows what they'll get from Leeds. Because Leeds can be magnificent one day, go and beat City away from home with 10 men for 60 minutes, or they can go and get smashed <laughs> at home. So you really don't know, but we have to get the win, man. Um, mm-hmm. West Ham drop points, um, Tottenham drop points, whatever you can laugh, Arsenal drop points. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's all in our hands. It's all in our hands. I think if we win, what is it, five... <laughs> Probably six of the last remaining games, we'll get top four, and realistically, we we'll probably finish third. So, yeah, we'll be one hands. point behind Leicester as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in our hands, man. Let's go over to our North London compadres, the red side. Um, obviously, um, we got Munya and Tosin to represent. Um, yeah, man. yeah. I guess it's safe to say that. You know that we we are all somewhat happy that they've defeated Racism FC because UEFA couldn't. Um, they also had a game v Fulham at home that ended up in a one-all draw. Um, Monia, let me let me start with you. Um, it seems like key players were rested for this game. Um, do you think Arteta did this simply in terms of fresh legs, or is is he throwing all his eggs in the Europa League basket? I mean, wait, is the semi-finals this week? Next week. So I don't get it then. Like, I yeah. genuinely don't get. It. I have to check because I was thinking, <laughs> why, why, why do you change your team? Like they had a hard game. Like we played on Thursday night. They've had Fridays recover. Small training on Saturday. Like I just don't understand this whole. Oh, you rest players. We rested five people today. Um, you play honestly, he thinks he's a football people. manager. Sometimes I honestly don't know what's wrong with him. You you play your best your best team, and, that, and that, that's how I feel it should be. Um, so I was a bit confused and disappointed. Typical Arsenal, really. You you, you may say, ah, oh, it's, the, it's the European leg. Um, but that's bullshit to me. You're professional footballers playing at the highest competition. You should be able to beat um, a team that's really that's going to get relegated. Mm. Okay, I know United lost to Sheffield United. who are now being confirmed as relegated. But Fulham had not won in, uh, in London since 2014. And... We shamelessly licked a point in that, the last minute. Man, them were doing up celebrations. They uh, beat Liverpool at Anfield. I mean, I know Liverpool this season, nothing to run home about, but I think Fulham are, you know, since the yeah, first couple of months, they've been good. Let me not be, I'm just disappointed at Arsenal, but yeah, let me yeah. give the flowers to Fulham because they have been great. They turned it over. Um, you know, when we beat them 3 0 at the start of the season, only one person. Um, was actually in that lineup back in um, September. So Man. Scotty Parker, he's done an incredible <laughs> job to make them a lot more defensive, um, and they have improved. I mean, they should have got all three points, and you know they probably did deserve it. But I feel, I still feel like we should have won because obviously we had a goal disallowed through VAR. But yeah, yeah, that, that oh that that one pissed me off, man. That was so stupid, stupid. 
But yeah, unlucky Arsenal, man. Um, let me go to Ke- uh, not Ken's toast. Um, obviously, um, let's let's go back to Thursday. Yeah, Arsenal put up an impressive performance against Slavia Prague. Um, a team that does not usually at home yet. You pop them four 0 and yeah. Laka Lacazette. Not Lacazette. <laughs> Lacazette. I knew, I knew where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the guy is currently on seventeen goals. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seventeen goals, all comes right whilst playing thirty a game, thirty nine now. Um, yeah, competition. How important has he been, particular for Arsenal this particular season? And is it one of them where like remove him, we're relegating? How, how, how do you? You're a big fan of Laka, but objectively speaking, how important has he been for you guys? I'm a massive fan of Laka, man. And honestly, like for as much as he has a tendency to miss chances really, really unnecessarily, and and for his like his. For him to be a clinical striker, like one day he seems like he is and another day he seems like he isn't. Um, just on the basis that not not just the goals alone, because for me, I think a lot of the lack of piss and all of the name calling from last season definitely came from, I think, his overall link-up play. His touch looked heavy. He looked out of shape. He looked like um, he couldn't like get himself physically into the box. I definitely feel as if I've seen a sharper and a more complete Lacazette, I would definitely say his back-to-goal play has improved significantly. He's not trying to take three or four touches before releasing one pass, which I was kind of seeing a lot last season. And he's definitely been in and amongst the goals, um, both like um, both scoring and um, assisting. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a massive plus for us today, man. I mean, I just look at the, um, the Slavia Prague game. Obviously, the first goal was a penalty, well-taken penalty. I definitely say he's a very accomplished penalty taker. Oh, he's always confident. I always have confidence when he's going to score penalties. But for me, it was the second goal that I absolutely loved. And honestly, like, I actually think Lacazette has better feet than Aubameyang, if I'm completely honest, because mm-hmm. like the the way he kind of dragged the ball under his foot to get um, the space to hit it on his left foot for the for the second goal, which is beautiful, man. And for me, that was, if, if I dare I say it, Lacazette in his bag, you know, like being in and around the box, being sharp, getting a, a powerful, strong shot off, you know. And yeah, man, I mean, um, while again, I know we, we got into it a couple of weeks ago about whether I would keep Lacazette. I mean, that's that's a story for another day, if I'm honest. But in terms of what he's been doing now, I definitely will have to say he's probably been top three, top four performer like this season, man. He's been he's been crucial for us, absolutely. Are you sure he's got better feet than Yang? You're forgetting Yang last 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 year against FA against the Chelsea in the FA. Yeah, n- n- on, honestly, like when I when I like when if I was to choose who was like more clumsier on the ball, I'd actually I'd probably say Yang if I'm honest, in it like. But yeah, Yang does. I think Yang does have good feet, but I feel as if um, just in terms of like his sharpness and his ability to kind of maybe bring the ball onto his other foot, I I, I would I would say like as that man. But yeah, maybe there might be some, a little bit of recency bias right now because you know. Travis Scott is doing whatever he's doing, but <laughs> it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, let me let me stay with you, man, because obviously me and you got a bet where I said that um, I don't think Arsenal will finish in the top ten. Yeah, um, you drop points again today. I'm um, against Fulham. You're currently sitting at we're ninth. losing. Uh, we're sitting at ninth. Yeah, when uh, I believe I believe at ninth, unless we unless we've moved because of the draw, I think we're still. Yeah, ninth. no, no, you're, you're sitting at ninth. Um, How realistic are my chances of an L, or am I collecting peas from you? I'll be honest. I would honestly say it's 50-50 right now. And that might <laughs> seem crazy, but the inconsistency of Arsenal right now means that there's every chance that, um, I believe it's um, Villa and Leeds who are just, just below Big us. Andrew, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 
there's every chance that those those teams can um can literally just get over the line and just finish above us, you know. I mean, I was literally <laughs> I went into the Leeds Man City game last week thinking, ah, don't worry, like we're gonna still be in the top 10. Leeds are not gonna get a victory from that game. Leeds got a, got a victory at the Etihad, didn't it? Something mm. I can't remember the last time Arsenal did. So I've got to give I've got to give these teams credit, do you know what I mean? And like I said, we're not playing. Villa got two games in hand as well. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pro- problematic, man. I mean, right now, it could go either way. Like I said, it's 50-50, man. When we have the chances to get ourselves out of these situations, we're just messing up. Really and truly. We could have been, you know, two points away from um, Spurs with Everton to play next week. We lost, oh, so we drew Spurs. Like, it was all perfect. They only two took points of each other. And then we could have had small, small pressure because Villa are definitely finishing above us with those games in hand. I know they've got City next. But, yeah, like Toe said, you never know with Leeds. And honestly... Mm. If we finish on page two, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, boy, it just sum us up, man. Honestly, can I also um, just give a quick shout out to Emil Smith Rowe, man? I feel like he's been my player of the week, man. I mean, he, I feel like he was very instrumental in um, um, away in touch public on Thursday, and again, to, um, again today, I thought yeah. he had he had another good game. Like, I mean, I just feel like he's got such good feet and he sees the game really, really quickly. Like for me, one of my favorite passes is the pass through the legs. And that was the kind of pass he did to Pepe for the first goal on Thursday. And I just love players who see the game so quickly, who are like one step ahead and can make those incisive passes, you know, when it looks like there's nothing on and there's no space in it, man. He's just, he's getting better and better. And um, yeah, really deserving the minutes he's getting, man. So yeah, more power to him. Yeah. Shout out Smith Rowe, man. All right, Arsenal, semi-final Europa League. Obviously, next week we'll preview the big encounter. So I'll leave it for now. Um, let's go Let's go over to the red side of Manchester, man. Because obviously them boys are not here. It's a good thing anyway. Cause they've just been pissing me off, man. Um, obviously, the, the baby-faced assassin PE teacher is slowly turning himself into a man. Just, just, a, just a good manager is what some people are screaming. Um, United reached the semi-finals of the Europa League where they will be facing AS Roma and earlier this evening they booked a 3-1 dub over Burnley to firmly cement their place as the number two in the Prem. So Jake, um, let me start with you. United, surely considered favourites in the Europa League after reaching back-to-back semi-finals. You reckon yeah. Um, yeah, Babyface Assassin is going to bottle it or again? Well, he doesn't like semi-finals, does he? Like that's a record, but that's obviously its own thing. Um, yeah, I think United fans have to be extremely disappointed if they don't win the Europa League. I really think they do. Yeah. I mean, they've got Villarreal in the semis. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, you've got Unai Emery. No, no, no. They got AS Roma. They got oh, AS Roma. Roma. Apologies, yep. apologies. They've got Roma. Should be winning against Roma. Like I know, obviously, they've gone on a little bit of a resurgence. Obviously, with Juve going completely downhill this year. But United should be winning that game. They've got the talent. They're in such great form right now. I mean, Char, if he was sat here, he would just be screaming, Bruno <laughs> Boss Merchants, where are you at? He'd be screaming about how they keep winning smelly games, etc., etc. Thanks, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, like I say, I think they if they do not win the Europa League, there's going to be questions to be asked, without a doubt. It's going to go very much a case of Ole into what is Ole doing? It will just switch like that. There will be. Do you reckon? Hundred percent. Obviously, certain factions of the certain factions of the of the United support they, you know, it yeah, they will be disappointed if they don't win the Europa League. But finishing second in the Premier League is something that they will not consider success. But 
they'll be they'll, they'll see that as an improvement or see that as you know praise for Ole. I, I think what it does is it creates the hot seat environment. Like mm. if they don't win Europa League and you go into the summer transfer window where you are you are second and that is progress. I'm not going to deny that, but you have no you have no tangible trophies to show for it. Mm. If you this is a second full season, season slowly, isn't it? Yeah, and if they start off that season slowly, well, there we go. And Andy, just just mm. on that then. If you say uh, if if they don't win it, it's still a good season, would you have counted Mourinho's season where they finished second and won Europa as a good season? So I'm just trying to get a grasp of this. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. That was, that wasn't the same season because when they that won was the Europa, same season, they were, was it not? No, no, no. They were outside. They were outside top four. Okay. They finished second and won nothing. I think. I don't think Oli needs to win. To be honest, I think mm. he sh- he sh- definitely proved me wrong in terms of he does know how to put let's say uh, a dressing room together but in the end he's not going to be judged for me if he wins or loses Europa League man it will definitely come down to Europa to the league and Champions League next season so as long as they finish strong they don't have to win it for me um, I, yeah, they go yeah. again in the summer I might, I, I might agree with you there man go on Toast yeah, no, I was just going to say, I really need to see Roma get through, man, because I really do not want to lose to United in the final. Like, if, if Arsenal get there, man, that, that will... Do you be not great. fancy your chances? I don't fancy nah, my chances at all, man. Totally, like, really? Twitter, Twitter would be a madness. What about you? Streets would I don't think it's a case of um, not fancying us, because anything can happen in the final. But, you know, I just... <laughs> it's just that whole Arsenal-United rivalry back up again. Like, the close... Ah, it, Andy, I don't expect. I just would not be comfortable. <laughs> United are, yeah, United, very, very regardless, team, they're licking their lips now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Nah, but I don't think they would. Like, I'm sure if Chow was here, Chow would tell you, bro, he do, he wouldn't want to play you, man, in the final. He'd rather play Villarreal and Emery in the final than you, man, just because. Like you because said, the L, the, because final, the L will be deeper if it's, exactly, if they lose to bro. Arsenal. That's all. That's why. But yeah. You think, you think the Bexley boys would ever let United fans forget it? <laughs> Boy, that would be deadly, man. As a dude, I would like problem, to see man. that, man. I would like to see that. But I, I, I only see one winner, to be honest. And it's not them, man, in North London, man. Um, Munya, let me go to you. Um, obviously, Mason Gunwood has been turning up lately. Obviously, some of your boys considered Saka to be a bigger star boy than him. Did you ever co-sign these, those sentiments or... No, I never really got into that whole Saka against Garnwood. For me, I feel like they're just two different players. Um, obviously, they're both very talented. Um, I'll be a bit more biased saying Saka's probably a lot more versatile than uh, Mason. But mm. Mason does his job, which is which is he's a striker. He scores goals. Um, maybe you might, you might say he's a winger. I don't know, but he, he does his job. And I feel Saka does his job. So, you know, I, I never really understood the whole beef between, um, obviously, Prez and Chavez, Tabo and Mitchell, who obviously aren't here to talk for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. They're both quality players. I like Mason. I think he's silky. I feel he's a threat. He's a massive threat. When we've played United, I was for oh, damn. When he, when he comes up, he starts doing those stepovers and there's his left foot. But, like I said, my biased side of me would say Saka's probably a, a more versatile player. Might offer more. But that's that just versatility. He needs to he needs to lock down a position, man. Do you not think? Um, I don't. You I might don't end really, up like a James Milner, like. I, I don't really know um, if he has to lock it down, but mm. 
I mean, one of them is getting caught up for England seniors, and one of them isn't. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to leave it anyway. So yeah, mate. But, but, to but, be but, honest, but, 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 should but, go, man. That is sticky at the minute, Munya. And I think mm-hmm. we spoke about this, right? Of where the England squad at the minute, there's it's all about form in the end. There's a couple, let's say, out of 23, you're normally looking at what 15 who are guaranteed, maybe even less. And then the, the other eight, it's all about form. And at the minute, if Greenwood goes on a run of where, for example, scores in semi final of Europa, scores in the final, or scores like whatever, a run of five goals or something like that, bro. Yeah, it's tight. Could be tight yes. with a couple of players. I think regardless, because we was having this conversation when we when we did our clubhouse thing, and I was like, Greenwood should should be on that plane ahead of DCR, ahead of a lot of man, to be honest. He's more talented than them. Oh, 100%. I mean, like I've always, my argument has been, I think, you bring on Saka because he can play probably three positions for you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in terms that's, of like, um, gun, just Gunwood against... Um, DCL, I'm taking Gunwood. Like, DCL has just had a face and then he goes mm. missing. So, mm. where's he now? So, as you know, with Mason, again, yeah. Mason might not start, but he'll come on and he'll offer something. Yeah, facts. Bring on Mason, man. Now, nah, but Again's... I love seeing him play, man. I love seeing him play. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, United finally booked a win at Old Trafford with Burnley since 2016. Um, since then, they've only they've actually only lost one since losing three times in the opening six games. Do you think United will maintain this for seasons to come now, or do you think they will like like that Mourinho season when they finish second and then outside the top four again? Or I was... Oh, sorry, you go. Go on, go on, Kens. <sighs> I, I think they've looked good, man. Like it hurts. It does definitely hurt me to say, but when um, Burnley scored today, everyone knew that United were going to win it, right? Did mm. we all have that feeling they were going to score? Perfect. So that's <laughs> that's an awful feeling, man. Of where you're just like, oh, it's inev- inevitable. It's coming. It's coming. So <sighs> I've said it before. I think United need to add a spine. If they can add another centre-back of where it was shown today with Maggie off a corner, there's no way that's happening to, for example, Diaz, to VVD, to Ramos, an elite centre-back. They're not getting bonded like that. Impossible. Um Add another centre mid next to um It's whatever, so, it's so funny you've said this, Ken's. I literally I was literally gonna get onto this, but I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the spine. I think add another spine of where Cavani, the way he's playing, man, I really like him, man. Mm. Uh, if you watch the lead up to the to the last goal, yeah. of where I know he scored, forget all that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Forget the the almost the the in the box movement. Watch his lead up. From the minute I think it was who made the clearance or Bruno made a pass, he made a run out, then back in, and then kind of stayed behind the shoulders of the defenders, and then just an easy tap. There's little things of where you don't teach that, and Cavani's just mm. got it in abundance, man. So if they can either keep him and almost patch him up for next season, or go all out and buy a a Haaland type centre forward, bro, they could be so so dangerous, so dangerous. Yeah, go on, Toast. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, man. I was looking at um, the game today and just United generally over the season, like even though a lot of people say like their vibes FC, this, that, I think they've won, is it nine games? Um, is it home and away or just away? Like from a goal down and even um, when like maybe they take the lead and then the team kind of pegs them back, you kind of just have no doubt that they're going to find the solution to get the goal and get the win. Like they're just so solid and like in terms of 
personnel. They have, lot, they have a lot of shooters that are they, not afraid to shoot. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but if Bruno if Bruno doesn't do it, Rashford will do it. If Rashford doesn't do it, Pogba will smash a left footer against Fulham. If that, that's how you put together will, a great team. That's, that's, that's exactly it. how you do mm. it. That that's it. Like I honestly Man. feel as if like this, I say, let's say front four, should I say, is good enough to win a league, absolutely. But I'm sorry, you cannot win a league with Maguire as your best centre back. I said this at the start <laughs> of the season and I'll say it now. Like Maguire's a he's a decent player, but for me, he's a number two, he's not a number one, he's not a Virgil van Dyke. Do you understand? For me, he's not a DS. I'm sorry. So if you think you can go into a league season 38 games and not have Maguire let you down a couple of times, like you're crazy, you're joking, like. And, and then just um, and on top of that as well with McFred. You ain't winning a league with McFred. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You yeah, need McTominay, an upgrade man. on either McTominay or Fred, if not both. I mean, because it's it's you just it's not gonna get it done. I'm sorry. You're just not. So mm. but yeah, there are a couple of pieces away, man. But for me, they are a very, very dangerous team. And the best thing for United as well is the fact that with this summer coming up, like they're going to be one of the few teams that won't be affected by the pandemic that much in terms of their spending power. And they are going to be able to prey on some clubs. Like you think of the French league, whose TV deal has gone down the drain. They're all mm. having to sell up their players to make sure they make ends meet. So someone like a Camavinga, who on top of that isn't signing a new contract, so he's only got twelve months left. Like he could, you could easily buy. Scary him. man, scary. Like is so I really expect United. But do they want to play for Ole though? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the question. But yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll be that. I'll just be putting on that shirt, getting the pay packet, and <laughs> just <big> me. <laughs> I signed for the establishment. <laughs> yeah, man. United, United. Uh, it hurts me to say, man, but yeah, they're looking good, man. Uh, they're looking good. But personally, um, I don't know if I don't know, man. I, I need to see them next season. I will judge Ole properly next season. I've de- that's why I've decided yeah, this they, season, can't, they can't rest on their laurels they need they need yeah. to spend they need to upgrade both their quality and you could argue their depth without for me but, but uh, not, not, not to stick too much to them I still think they can improve 100% but how next season goes in my opinion it's still not down to them if, if that makes sense of where City are still going to be in control right it, it's impossible City will be first or second next season either way then for me, it's up to Liverpool how we recover more than how United builds of if we go out and do the right things, buy another centre-half and buy another centre-mid, whatever United do, I think is completely irrelevant of where it will be another City-Liverpool season. That's my opinion. Just because of the Oli factor, once again, of where <laughs> in, in Premier League history, there's not many non-elite managers who have won the league and I cannot honestly see Oli winning a Premier League or Champions League. I'm sorry. I just can't. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's move over to um, to Spurs then, man. Um, obviously, they had a game on Friday versus Everton, which they... Um, yawn. Yeah. yeah yawn, yawn fest. Uh, can, you, can you shed more light on that, Munya? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they had some interesting games. Um, obviously, the FA Cup game where Everton not that Spurs. I think it's like a... Four, five, four. I don't know. There's a lot of goals. Yeah, you, like you, yeah, you were thinking, oh, we'll get the same, but the total opposite. I mean, we say it was a snooze fest, but um, a lot of missed chances, especially from Richarlison. Um, and then again, then you have Spurs not creating many chances, but you know, the man Harry Kane just been yeah, Harry Kane. Sir Harold, bro. They, they had three child total chances in that game, 
and also two of them were the goals from Harry. So, you know, that just says a lot about Spurs. Whereas Everton um, created chances, as I said, which Hollison had paid chances to score. Um, as Tosin always says, he will give you good performances and then go missing. Um, but let's let, let's let's shout out Sigerson. He had an incredible game and yeah. scored a fantastic goal. That one you can just watch over and over, and it's just so pleasing to the eye. The way he, he always that. balls out against Spurs, man. And that's what I like to see. You know, you always got to prove a point um, against your former employer. And good on him, man. Like that that that, <laughs> that is it the second goal. Must have been the second goal when Seamus yeah. Coleman came on, crossed mm. it. And, you know, enough pace, he just had to place it into the goal. That, that was a great goal. Um, obviously, they ended up sharing points. And um, at the time, it was good for us because we thought, yeah, we'll go on to beat Fulham, which wasn't the case. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe two teams where they, it, it kind of shows how the league table is. You know, you've got us. I you know, I'll put us in the same bracket as Everton and Spurs because we should be doing a lot better with the squads that we have, but we're not. And look where we are. We're mm. all outside the top six. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's I'm it's honest. I'm, I'm, I know we're on a topic of Spurs, but I'm pretty disappointed with uh, Everton this season, if I'm honest, man, considering like yeah, how, how well they did um, towards the back end of last year. And then obviously how well they started, you know. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. they were a sure banker for like top six, but... Like, yeah, again, they're competing to try and stay in the top 10 sort of thing. I think they're about four points or three points ahead of Arsenal, you know. And I definitely don't feel as if they've kicked on the way a lot of people would have expected them to, yeah. to have, you know. It's, they've been pretty disappointing, if anything. I mean, I think there was a, a point where we were looking at their midfield, like, um, obviously, like, Gomez and whatnot, and um, Allen, and then obviously kind of adding Hammers to that, obviously, um, Richarlison being mm, Richarlison. Decore. Yeah, Decore, exactly. There was a lot of excitement at the start of the season, and now... They kind of just faded into oblivion, you know. Yeah. So yeah, pretty disappointing. Yeah, I think I think it was um it was them Villa and um, West Ham, like even at the start of the season that were moving mad, but only West Ham have really kind, kind of, of maintained, maintained it. it. Yeah, yeah, man. But no, no, no um sympathy from the Everton guys. Any any more things on Spurs or because me I don't care about Spurs like uh, that. <laughs> I mean, just you just gotta give it up to um. Sir Harold Sir Kane, Harold, as, um, oh. as Strides would say, innit? I know the Bexley brothers won't want to hear it, but we have to keep <laughs> it. He's 11 goals behind Thierry Henry, which for me is just absolutely unheard of, you know? Like, wait, wait. His all-time record? All-time. In the Prem, all-time. Say nada. I'm there. I'm there to smoke on that pack when that happens. I, I have no problem with um, Harry Kane eclipsing Henry. One, because he'll never ever accomplish what Henry ever accomplished in, in as a Premier League player. So, so that's fine. But for me, <laughs> Harry Kane... Needs to he needs to chase the ghost of Alan Shearer, and I keep saying it, you know. Yeah, so yeah, Andy, I don't get what you're saying. You, you you're gonna smoke that pack when, you, like, Tosin just said it there. If he gets Shearer's record, all Shearer did was win one Premier League. So what's <laughs> they really to get over on me? Uh, two Premier Leagues, maybe the assist record as well. No, but you're saying, oh, you're gonna smoke. If, if he beats Henri, but we smoke that pack, man. I know it will burn you guys, man. Definitely the Bexley uh, brothers. Like we no, said, but, no, you, you just said yourself. But what Shearer's got the most goals, but he's only got one Premier League, so. What you you, why are you so touchy, bro? What's he getting out of it? That if, it's just, if, if it's just getting at us, then fair enough, but it's not really doing much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> now, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just getting at you guys, mate. Can I? I'm not getting touchy. He knows what he's trying to do, but it's not really going to... Just on uh, that pack, boy. Just, just to wrap up, man. I mean, like, honestly, like, I, just, I can't say enough about Harry Kane because you look, you, you consider the fact that he was at one point 
on the bench on loan at Leicester. He was at Leighton Orient. Like, and then obviously he got his chance. I remember he was scoring quite a few goals in like Europa League games, finally got his chance in the league. But it honestly probably wasn't until his third season that I was like, you know what? Yeah, this man is an absolute yeah, I was hating for the bagsman. Longest. I was hating as well because I was I thinking, was man, longest, like man. I was calling him a, a two-season pony, all of this. <laughs> but man, this guy can score goals in his sleep. Left foot, right foot, in the box. Outside. Bro, yeah. that, that, that first goal. Come on, man. You know Ridiculous. how crazy that was. Ridiculous like, touch. The first touch is, like I said it, like there's a handful of players in world football who could first of all bring it down and it's then tough. just unerringly mm. just finish like that. Oh, mm. oh man. Don't, don't give that man a sniff in the box, you know, because it's punishment, man. Yo, if this kid ends up at Man United or City next season, my Lord, what? <sighs> I know. Yeah, it, it sounds silly, but I hope he stays in the Premier League, whoever he plays for, because I feel as if that's his best chance to get the record. Otherwise, I mean, what's yeah, really the way, the way he's moving? I think he wants that record, man. He's just goal hungry, that guy, man. But 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 just just to wrap up on it, it's at the end of the day, I think that record will come down to his injury. We all seen him go down again with another ankle injury, of where they're mm. saying it's a couple of weeks, and they'll Tottenham if if they do the right things to wrap him up for the for the final, of course, but. These ankle injuries, I don't know. Every season, you know, Harry Kane will miss what five, six games a season minimum. Bro, Shearer yeah. played till thirty six. Shearer mm. played till thirty six. Andy had a, if I'm not wrong, a leg break early on in his career. Andy didn't play in the Premier League all of his career. He played in the old Division One. So mm. like, Kane needs to play, for example, till at least 33, 34. Kane. Like right now, he needs to average maybe about 15 goals over the next six seasons or about 20 over the yeah, next yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's very doable. I mean, like, very if doable. He stays He's on 20 fit. now, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah if, he, if he stays fit, yeah. So, man, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. All right, man. Let's head over to the bar, man. Any shots? Uh... I've got a shot, obviously. Um, it's, it's getting to Arteta, man. It's getting to Arteta every week, man. Like, <laughs> sorry, you can't. You can't go um, away to Central Republic and pick up a, a great victory in the Europa League and then come back and you're you're playing against Fulham as if they're your mates. Like Fulham aren't our mates. I'm sorry. Like yeah, yeah, they've been um, improved under um, Scott Parker in like the last couple of months, but it, it was another disgusting performance today. You've got the mentality is disgusting at the football club. Like how we don't have the the thought of mind to go grab the ball after you score to try and to try and win the game and then the social media team even has the cheek to to do nonsense and post about Eddie scoring and all and all of this man it's just oh man i'm just so frustrated with arsenal right now like and man yeah just man shot for arteta yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll I'll take a shot. My shot is for my man of the match in the FA Cup game. It's Jorginho. I think ever since he's come over to our shores to Chelsea, he's been one of the more di- divisive players. I think when you first came over as Sari and everyone at Chelsea hated Sari ball, he got a lot of hate for that. And then under Lampard, he was a bit maligned. He's now come under Tuchel when he's been playing probably his best football for us. I mean, in the FA Cup final, he, well, sorry, semi-final, he marked De Bruyne out of the game. Like, he was everywhere. He was as active as what you'd associate N'Golo with. Like, he was just making every interception, every tackle. And he's such a vocal leader for us as well. And I think he is, he is really enjoying his football right now. And at a time, like, I would have happily sold Jorginho before the start of the season. Now, I struggle to make a Chelsea team that's as good 
without him in it as it is with him for his quality. So my shot is out for him. Um, yeah, let, let me wrap up with one more shot, please. So my shot is for obviously my GOAT, Lionel Messi, man. Mm. Yesterday, he collected his <sighs> 30th, 35th trophy in his career. Not only did he just win the trophy, he assisted one and scored another magical goal that will live forever in Copa del Rey history. If if you man do your Googles, that got like it shouldn't be possible at the age of 33 to be able to pick up the ball in your own half facing your goal and 10 seconds later to have slotted it, beating two players twice. So yeah, 35 trophies. He's only five off Dani Alves for the actual record of the most successful player in, in football history. So yeah, the race to five, man. No, the race to 40, sorry. We go. Um, Andy, one last shot for me. Um, it's going to be for my guy. Um, you know, we signed him. Um, the price tag wasn't up to him. And I've always said to people, regardless, we just need to back our most expensive player. And I do feel um, he, in, in that in that Europa League tie, he was the main difference. Getting us to go at home and also, you know, just influential performance away. And that's my guy, Nicolas Pepe, man. I will always ride for him. If not close to giving up, um, I don't care what people say. Um, I genuinely feel like we just need to give him the backing that he needs because he is a great player. He might not be the best for the club, but he can definitely make a difference. So, yeah, Nicholas, shout out to you, man. Um, your performance is like, he was the man. Who's the man of the match for over the, the legs, the two legs for me, anyways? Mm-hmm. All right. Then um, let's close the bar. Obviously, remember to follow us on our socials, Varbar Podcast on Twitter and Varbar Pod on Instagram and YouTube as well. Like and subscribe, everything, all of that. We'll be back next week with episode 61. Uh, my name is Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. We are the VBP boys and we out. Peace. Peace. See you later. So 60. Hey, hi.